1: Time for the Forty Niners Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman.
2: What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys. It's Friday, heading out on a plane very, very soon to Arizona to join the Faithful, which, man, I don't know if you've seen all the reports. Uh, 49ers showing up strong in Arizona. They they haven't been able to be there in a while because you had the Mexico City game last year. That was Arizona's home game against the Niners. Then before that was COVID. So the Arizona Faithful... If it of held out, Uh, usually get a game there a year, it's going to be crazy. 61% of ticket sales have been 49ers fans for this game. And and this is nothing new. The the faithful, we show up everywhere they go. And, you know, you you always hear, you know, of us taking over stadiums. And it's funny because you've done it to some of the best teams, travel teams, right? Pittsburgh week one. That was one of the coolest experiences of, of my life, fandom. For real, like going in there, which is, you know, incredible sports town, great team, great franchise history, all that stuff. Everybody's like, man, we ain't never seen anybody do this to us. We do this to other teams. We ain't never seen anybody do it to us. 49ers blow them out. uh, The game's over by halftime. They all leave. We took over the stadium. Now you get to kind of do that to a team without any history really whatsoever. I mean, the Cardinals are, let's just be honest, bottom dwellers of the NFL, uh, you know, historically one Super Bowl appearance, uh, (laughs) that was it, appearance, didn't win. They've been bottom dwellers. It's what they've been. And they've constantly been stuck in this, let's get rid of, let's start over, let's get rid of, let's start over, let's get rid of, let's start over, because they just haven't had a lot of success. And that's exactly where they are now, 3-10. and Not a good football team. But, I would argue, much better then they three and t- 10 record. We're, we're going to go through a lot. This is our scouting, predictions, bets, all that kind of stuff episode. So our flagship program of the week, which I'm excited. What's up, Thomas? Hey, we even got Adam from Facebook coming in. Love all the hashtag CCs. What's going on, guys? Really do appreciate all the support. Um, you guys are just the best. If you got any questions, comments, as always, be sure to throw them in the chat. What's up, Sonia? How we doing? I even see Joel in the house. What's up, buddy? Um, And so, like – this matchup, it doesn't really – it's not a headliner. You know, from an NFL standpoint, just as a whole, this game's kind of a boring game. It's a division game, sure, but the 49ers have already clinched the playoffs. You win this game, or if the Rams lose their game, you clinch the NFC West. This isn't going to determine the NFC West champion. That's settled. It's just a matter of time till it's given to the Niners. But this does signify how high the 49ers can go. If you want to keep that one seed, bye week in the playoffs, home field advantage through the playoffs, all of those things, this game's a must. And the low, how low can the Cardinals go? This game's their Super Bowl. It's a division opponent. Kyler Murray's back. He's been back for four weeks now. They're 2-2 two and two since he's returned. And let's be real. That's a hot seat over there for Kyler Murray. He got paid that god-awful contract, probably the second-worst contract in the NFL next to Deshaun Watson or Daniel Jones. Um, And, you know, other quarterbacks have been paid more and had team-friendly deals, whether that's, you know, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, even Herbert. You look at this deal for Kyler Murray, it's not team-friendly. Like, that is a terrible contract. But he is playing well. And if he can win some games and knock them out of draft stock for a top-tier quarterback, he gets to keep his job and his money. He keeps losing, and the Cardinals find themselves picking top two. Kyler Murray's gone. If they can get one of those top two quarterbacks, Caleb Williams or May, he's gone. I'm telling you all that right now. That's just what it's going to be. Trade that contract for peanuts, and you start over. That's how Kyler got there with Josh Rosen, and I think the same thing would, would happen again. So we'll see what it looks like. Now, the Cardinals are coming off of a bye week. Yeah. At home. So they've got plus seven days rest. They're completely healthy. Obviously, they got players on IR. but Then you look at the 49ers, and we'll go through some of the injuries and all that stuff. Stacking of injuries. Not like the 49ers have a plethora of injuries. They just have a lot of injuries at the same spots. Two defensive tackles. Your two best defensive tackles out. Two linebackers. Ugh. Maybe they'll play. They're questionable. We don't know as of now. But that's kind of the issue. We'll dive into that a little bit more. Um, What is up, Trey? Appreciate the super chat. He says, love you, bro. Right back at you, Trey. Uh, Do you think the defense will have a big letdown with some studs out? Um, Allen taking over Purdy and Dak this week. Bang, bang. Um, We'll have to see. So right now, I don't think the defense will have a big letdown. I think it's going to be tough. Not having those interior guys against a physical running attack like James Conner, that's difficult just because you don't get the fresh bodies in there. That scares me a little bit, but the 49ers are the best run stuffing defensive unit in the NFL. Yeah. You're losing your two best interior guys, but givens and Kinlaw law have really, really stepped up and I've been beyond pressed impressed with those guys and Steve Wilks was asked about what his confidence is with Ken law and Givens. Here's what he had to say.
3: A lot of confidence. You look at what uh, Ken law and and Kevin has been doing Givens, the last couple of weeks, uh, very confident in their performance and how they're going to play. We're not going to put the onus on them. It's going to be critical that they do a great job inside, penetrating and trying to play on their side of the line of scrimmage. But across the board, we all got to step up.
2: It's everybody. Like, you always want to hone in on those injured positions and say, all right, this is it. These two guys. I get that. It's not that. That's part of it, and maybe even a big part of it, maybe even the majority of it, but it's not the whole picture. Nick Bosa can help. Randy Gregory can help. Chase Young can help. Drake Greenlaw can help. Fred Warner can help. Jair Brown can help, right? Isaiah Oliver, who I hope plays some this week because this is a perfect matchup for him, a big nickel that can tackle in the run game that's Isaiah. Can't cover very well <laughs> but in some of those big formations I think we could see there. Um Trey it's next question um does Allen overtake Purdy and Dak this week bang bang. Uh yeah I think you're talking about you know Josh Allen for MVP and all that stuff I don't think so. Um but I am hoping that you know Josh Allen has an awesome game and beats the Cowboys. Uh so we'll have to see what happens there. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. Oh, what's up, Chris? How you doing, man? He says, "Great meeting you at the Seahawks tailgate last weekend, John." Oh man, appreciate you, Chris. Forty Hours Rush Tailgate is where it's at, man. Thank you, I appreciate that. You know, our goal with all these events that we throw, it's not financial anything. Uh, this podcast pays my bills and feeds my family. The tailgates—that's promotional expenses that we roll into players and whatever else and all that thing. And so, yeah, this week none bigger. Patrick Willis, future Hall of Famer, going to be with us in Glendale. Are you kidding me? This is I'm so pumped. And not only am I excited to meet Willis, I never have. Uh, by far one of my favorite players of all time. I'm excited. My favorite thing about these events is whenever I see kids and families and other people meet these guys and just have such a cool experience to share. That's my favorite. Like, I like watching other people have a good time. You know what I mean? And so if you are coming out to Glendale, we got 61% of the stadium. It's going to be all Niners fans. We're right across the street at McFadden's uh, the night before from 2 to 7 p.m. We're going to have Patrick Willis out there, meet and greet, autographs, all that kind of stuff. Plus, we're doing everything we do, trivia, competitions, Giveaways galore. I can't even tell you how many jerseys I'm bringing to give away. I think we're going to end up giving away about 18 autographed jerseys this weekend at two events. So even if, like, just come have a good time. It's going to be awesome. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. And then we've got our all-you-can-eat, all-you-can-drink premium tailgate the morning of the game. That's going to be at McFadden's Outdoor. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a great time giving away all kinds of stuff there, too. So come out, party with us, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. And, you know, this is our last event of the regular season. But whatever the playoffs are, we're going to be there. Don't care where, don't care when, we'll be there. If there is a playoff game, which the Niners have already clinched, we're going to be there. Don't want to party, create opportunities for the community to come together, share experiences, and grow together as a fan base. That's what we're going to do, and I'm super excited about it, man. What's up, Daryl? Hashtag CC uh, right here. Be ready for the Ravens on Christmas. I'm excited about that, Joseph. Appreciate you, man. I mean, that's a present for everybody. Best team in the AFC, one seed, Ravens. Best team in the NFC, one seed, Niners. Yes, 100%. Uh, Excited about that. Ed, finally got a notification. Let's go. Yeah, YouTube's crazy, man. I apologize about that. I wish I knew how to fix it, but it's what it is. What's up, Rick? John, what's going on? Let's go, Niners. Let's freaking go. Appreciate you, man uh so do you hope everyone loses except the Niners not sorry same uh the amount of hate the amount of hate uh that I have for other teams it's just what it is this fandom right Richard says if we play Oliver at nickel all game we might lose too much speed for him to need Womack if Ward is out so Ward's expected to play I do love Womack, and I wish he would get more playing time. That dude is a freaking baller on special teams. He got a couple snaps at outside corner, played well, and then they shifted it up and whatever else. But I don't want Isaiah Oliver playing too much nickel. I want him to be the third linebacker, personally, this game. I talked about it on Wayne's show. If you haven't checked that out, go check out Wayne's show. Uh, Just type in Wayne Breezy on YouTube. Um, This game is tailor-made for Isaiah Oliver in the 4-3. You know, playing that big nickel role. I don't want him out there in space against Rondell Moore or anything like that, but I'm fine with him against a tight end, and I think we could use him in his tackling in the run game over somebody like a DFF because if Oren Burks can't go, they're going to put DFF out there. Just finished the special teams film I don't know how else to say this. I want to be a positive human being almost all the time. DFF is playing the worst football I've seen any 49ers player play in probably the last three years. It's that bad. I'm concerned about number 45. Now, I hope he goes out there and balls out because I think he's a great man. I think he's a great teammate. Everybody loves him. The play on tape, the silent tape, which doesn't judge a lot of things, it's terrible. Special teams, terrible. Defense, terrible. It's bad. So I'm I'm concerned about that. I know a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth seeing number twenty six in coverage, and I am concerned about that. Man, you go watch last week when Greenlaw went out and DFF came in. Whoo, man, yikes! That was about as bad play as you I've ever seen play a linebacker. It goes back to the Chiefs game last year. You remember when Dre Greenlaw went out? We were down like just a couple points at halftime. Second half, DFF comes out. Every run play, every pass play was right at 45, and they blew us out of the water. And they never, we never made an adjustment. We just kept them out there getting roasted the whole time. So I, I'm curious to see how that's going to go. My concern is not Isaiah Oliver. If you could tell me right now Isaiah Oliver st- plays the whole game, every snap, and DFF doesn't, I would take it. I would take it. Not that That's not what I want. I am concerned about that. Um, and I love DFF, and I hope that he gets something righted. With special teams, because he's been the worst special teams player this season. Consistently, he is just not good this year. I don't understand. We paid him really good money, uh, and I want him to be a part of this team. Something got to change. Like I don't know what the hell's going on there. It's just been, ugh, it's been bad. It's been. Bad. Uh, anyway, Daryl says, "Spot on, JC. We need to rest and heal for the Ravens. Uh, we will be just fine." Yeah, you know, whenever you're at the situation for the Niners and you're looking at the injuries. You always err on the side of caution right now. You've got the one seed. you got the division locked up. Those are your number one goals.
4: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
2: But you don't want to jeopardize the future. But you're not winning the Super Bowl in week 15 right now. You're not. You're not going to win the Super Bowl this week. So you don't push your stars, Armstead, Hargrave, if you don't have to. And you don't have to. So, you know, they're going up against offensive line, maybe the worst offensive line in the NFL, if we're going to be honest. Um, You know, starters left or right. Okay, this is the Cardinals starters. Humphreys, Cologne, Froholt. Hernandez Johnson Jr. Paris Johnson Jr. going to be a great player. He's a rookie. Not there now. Ranked 63rd out of 83 tackles in the NFL. Hernandez, their best O lineman, has a 68 grade. He's the 21st guard in the NFL out of 79. So he's he's a starter, starter caliber. Froholt, 27th out of 38 centers. Not good. Cologne doesn't even qualify. He's got 61 grade. He hasn't played much. And then Humphreys, DJ Humphreys, 61st out of 83. Like, this is a terrible offensive line. So you're not too concerned defensively about the old line. You're concerned about the running style of the running back and the quarterback together. That's what's scary. The Kyler Murray, James Connor combo, that's where you're like, ooh, we can let one of these guys work. You can't let them both work. Can't let them both work. Ed, it's going to be a great game. Niners pull away in the fourth, keep the number one seed. I I, I agree with you. I agree with you, man. Um, I, I I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, let's see here. Let's get to a couple more before we move on. Rob, what's up, my friend? It says what's up, Chapman. Bumped. I didn't pull the trigger on the Arizona trip. Looks like it will be a great time. Appreciate you, Rob. You and your whole family is incredible. And man, my man, uh rtp in the house what's up man see you tomorrow at McFadden's. i can't wait man uh, it's been too long since we've been able to hang out and talk i know it's going to be busy crazy but uh excited to see you man uh, really really excited to see you buddy uh <laughs> we got some people from other places i'm excited i didn't even know look at this uh cartier i think it says 49er stink he says pewter and red is that the cardinals are is that are those their colors Pewter and red, or is that the Bucks? I don't even know. Like, sorry, your franchise is irrelevant. Is that really a thing? Can somebody help me out? Like, is Pewter and red like a Cardinals thing? I don't even know what team this is. I, I feel like Thanos, like, I don't even know who you are. um Is that a Cardinals thing? But uh, how did I open the show, right? You're talking about a franchise that just doesn't have any relevance to really anything. I don't even know their colors. Don't even know. I know it's like Cardinal red, I'm assuming. And white is Pewter really one of them? And that—that's the thing, like, right? Like, you can tell which teams matter and don't matter. You don't even know their cut. I don't even know. And I'm somebody that knows a little bit about the NFL. Red Jet, what's up, girl? How you doing? Appreciate you being here, Um, uh, uh, right here, Rob. Niners need to come out hot on Sunday. Last game against Arizona, they take it personal. Need to roll right over these boys. I freaking love it, Daryl. JC, appreciate the super chat. It says, our special teams are finally stepping up. It's not bad. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned all the time about special teams. It's terrifying. Hasn't been bad. Mitch Wisnowski and Samuel Womack, that is just a match made in heaven. It's like the alley-oop of special teams. And seeing, you know, Samuel Womack out there, he's balling, man. That dude is balling. He's so freaking good. And if we could just get average special teams play like we have the last two weeks. Niners going to win a lot of damn games. A lot of, lot of games. Akshay, what's up, man? It says, hello, sir. On my lunch. Glad you're alive. Dude, enjoy that food. Uh, taste that victory. That's what's up right here. Ed, have a great trip. You will fly right over my house in Joshua Tree. There we go. I'll say what's up. I'll be waving. J- j- just uh, pay attention right there. <laughs> rest up big Monday nighter next week. Yeah, next week's Christmas. You get eight days rest. Niners could use it. Big game, prime time. Ooh, Paul, what's up, brother? Paul Hope, cross the pond. I love it. He says 38-13. Big Wisnowski going to see us out there. Appreciate it. Joined in. Loving Mish, appreciate you. Welcome from Facebook. Thomas, joined. Love it. Uh, Tom, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy's funny because he's always critical of me and messages me mean messages, but it's our love language. Uh, He says, John is a system YouTuber. I don't know what that means, and I'm pretty sure you meant it as an insult. I took it as a compliment, and I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you so much, man. You're the best, Tommy. Now, let's talk about the Cardinals. They're a weird team. They're weird. They score 17 points a game. They're 25th in the NFL. Not good. They allow 25 points a game. Really bad. 30th out of 32 teams. They're not good. They're 3-10, and but they've won two of their last four. They've won them the same ways. And this is, you know, as we go into this, the scouting report, it's very clear. It is very clear that the Cardinals' game plan is to run the ball and manage third downs. That's their entire game plan, which is simple. A lot of teams feel that way. The Niners would echo that. Listen to their two wins. So they beat the Steelers 24-10. to They ran the ball 38 times for 150 yards and two touchdowns. On third downs, they were 10 to 17. That's what they want. That's the blueprint. We run the ball. We convert third downs. We stay on the field. If they do that, they can win games. Go back to their win against Atlanta. They won 25-23, close game. They ran the ball 41 times. That's ridiculous. 184 yards, two touchdowns. They went 7 of 14 on third downs. Uh, those are the simplest stats. How many rush attempts do they have? How did they do on third downs? Turnovers are always, you know, a part of the equation, but if they can run the ball effectively and stay on the field in third downs, then, yeah, there we go. That's what they're trying to do. And that's what they've done. They've done really well against that. Now, if we look at PFFs, um, you know, kind of all that whatever, um you you know their rankings they're not a good team they haven't been a good team statistically analytically record wise whatever i <laughs> visually they're not good overall out of 32 teams they're 30th offense 27 defense dead last worst defense in the NFL according to PFF special teams 12th 49ers first overall first offense first defense tied for 28 <laughs> special teams <laughs> it's bad it's bad. Uh, Right here. Uh, yeah, Tommy, I got the joke. I got the joke. I'm a system YouTuber, system quarterback, game manager. I get it. Yeah, right here, Sean's explaining it to me. It's a joke, John, about Brock being called a system. He's saying, you're Brock. I thank you. I thank you. Right here, cropping. He says, I think you and the JTO Sullivan are both right about Debo. Truth is somewhere in between. Uh, seems like he isn't always given 100%, but I think he's somewhat justified given his uses. Yeah, I haven't been compared to JTO Sullivan. Don't really want to. I'm not a fan of that cat, but uh, I do hope he has success. I, uh, he was terrible as a quarterback, but so was I. So maybe that's where we have similarities. Debo's killing it. Best player in the NFL currently, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, That's just me. That's just me. Tommy says John is my favorite YouTube channel. Uh, Appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Uh, It means a lot. means a lot. Now, let's go to this. Let's go to this clip. Shout out to Juan Solis. Somebody asked Brock about being a game manager or a system quarterback. Here's what he had to say. Um, I don't know, man. I don't want to comment on that. You know, I'm like I said, I'm playing quarterback trying to win games and we'll see at the end of all of it. So he's so all shucks. That's like pissed off Brock Purdy. That's the most agitated he has been in a presser so far. I don't want to comment on that. Like it's getting to him and it should. And I think with his teammates and everybody that's out there in the national media and people that don't watch film, you know, it's from all those letter networks and whatever else. And it's, It's funny, but, like, a pissed-off Brock Purdy is a great thing. I I like it whenever he gets mad. I like it when he plays greedy. I like it when he's animated out there and, you know, hitting the veins and talking trash and flexing and, you know, do it. I like that. The moxie is what drives the energy, and you want energy this week. Divisional road game, you want energy out there. That's huge. The more energy, the better it is for the Niners. He's going home. This is home. First game. Pro career in Arizona at home. First game. This game's huge, man. Do not doubt Brock. And, you know, I'm going through my bets, and I'm like, man— The odd And and I'll say this, you know, I'll share bets of the week later on. I'm struggling because the the payouts on a lot of these bets, the odds aren't in our favor anymore. You know, we've cashed in this year on all our 49ers bets, but now it's like, you know, we always bet 49ers score early because Shanahan's the freaking man, and we've made so much money on that. But now the payout, like you bet 10 and you win four, and it's like, gosh. It's like that on so many plays because the Niners have been so consistently great. It's hard to make a lot of those bets because the odds just aren't that great. The payouts aren't great. But, man, I'm telling you right now, I'm betting on Brock Purdy throw over one and a half touchdowns. That's happening. That's happening. Um, Oh, right here, Thomas. No disrespect. I can never say this guy's name to Froholt. I can't say his first name. He's the first ever Danish football player to start. Uh, an NFL game, Hall of Fame kicker Morton Anderson not included. But you are right, John. Cardinals' line is bad. Thomas, my good friend. Uh, if, if this is the Thomas who I think it is, who we hung out in Vegas and um, with all the you know UK faithful groups, appreciate you, brother. And yeah, I remember when Froholt was coming out and the Patriots drafted him. I liked him. It was a nice pick, developmental guy. And now he's a starting center. Is he a good starting center? Nah. I, I don't know, but yeah, respect what he's overcome is incredible. I, I, I love that, Ed John. We want Brock playing with a chip on a chip. He's more effective. I agree, dude. Spite has driven John Chapman to great things. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be honest. Like I am petty. I don't know how petty Brock is, but Brock is the most all shucks. Everybody's my best friend guy of the world, which I can relate to because I really do like a lot of people. I like. Here, I'll say this, and I'm not here just saying this about me. I feel like this is kind of who Brock is. I don't know. I like every person I've ever met when I met them. Like, every single person i met, I feel like is like a new best friend. And I've always had this attitude since I was little. And I give everybody the benefit of the doubt twice. So something happens, that's cool. That's on me. Like, I don't buy into the, you know, uh, you know, fool me once, you know, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. No, no, no. Everybody gets two. Everybody gets two. After that, mm, John John hold grudges. I do, and I, I feel like whenever I hear Brock and I see Brock interact, and he's always just like, "Yay, nice, fun, yeah, great, 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 positive, 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 But at the same time, you you see some of those things, and it's just like, man, there's there's a little bit of little bit of grudge down in there. There has to be, especially you know. Literally tab Mr. Irrelevant, all the stuff going on, like eventually it's just like, let's go. You know what I mean? And so I, I think that's huge. And so I think eventually. Mm it's 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 gonna go down gloria williams what's up man uh joined in on twitter appreciate you uh miss you and doug man we haven't been able to hang out too much this year we we usually get together on these road trips and take pictures mission gloria hope all is well say hey to the husband for me appreciate you uh melissa uh appreciate you john live nothing better than retweeted you on twitter thank you so much you guys are the best we got a lot of fun people showing up in the chat means a lot guys now we went through the PFF rankings and all those things and Jonathan Gannon who we know a terrible person, terrible coach. Actually I think he's a pretty good coach, but I can't stand this man. You remember him with Philly and all the trash talking and he's just cringe. Anybody that comes out of Philly and is part of that Nick Sirianni coaching tree, you just know like it's it's straight Nickelback. If Nickelback was a coach, <laughs> take that for what you will. Like, I can't stand this man. I know the Niners hate him, and it's personal for them too because he's talked so much trash, and it's like, all right, let's go. Now, the 49ers, we played them in week four, blew them out. Um, 49ers lead the series 35-29, to 29, so a six-game lead in the all-time series. Not that much, if you think about it. Should be more. But we beat them 35 to 16 in week four. They had Joshua Dobbs as their quarterback then. Purdy only had one touchdown pass. Um, James Conner rushed 11 times for 52 yards. McCaffrey went off 20 carries, 106 yards, three touchdowns. Michael Wilson was their number one wide receiver, their only physical wide receiver on their team. He's out. He's on IR. Zach Ertz had six catches for 53. He's no longer on the team. It's just weird. You know, you look at this. Brandon Ayuk six catches, 148 yards. He cooked. I'm excited about this. Now, the one thing that you can say about their defense, they didn't have Buda Baker. He went on the team. Went on the team. Now he's there. That's an all-pro level safety. Buda Baker is awesome. And him versus George Kittle, the price of admission, worth it alone. Now, listen to these defensive ranks because they're not good. 30th in points allowed out of 32 teams, 23rd in yards, 21st turnovers, 24th fumbles, 32nd first downs. They give up the most first downs in the entire NFL. Not good when you're one of the best rushing teams in the NFL. 28th pass touchdowns, 20th interceptions, 31st rush yards allowed, 28th rush touchdowns allowed, 31st on third downs, 20th in the red zone. All bad. There's nothing good about this team. You look at the personnel. It's got issues. Now, okay, let's talk about what they're good at on defense. They got two great safeties. Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, both good. They got a good edge player and Zayvon Collins. They draft him as a linebacker. He's kind of a 3-4 hybrid, whatever else. He's a good edge player. He's ranked 36th out of all the edge players. Like, that's me being generous. Like, if there's a strength, it's probably him. I would argue the worst corners in the NFL... The worst corners. Kentrell Clark, the rookie, not good. He's not good. Marco Wilson, their other outside corner, not good. You look at, you know, they're going to probably move Garrett Williams, you know, third-round rookie out of Syracuse. I think he's a pretty good promising player. That's their nickel guy. He's probably their best, but he's not even out there that much. And if we're doing 21 and 12 personnel, he might not even be out there. Keep their linebackers out there. I think that's what I would do because their linebackers are trash. Their linebackers are terrible. Terrible. Um, I I don't know. And there's this one guy. You know, Kaiser White was their guy when we played him week four. And Shanahan obliterated him. Well, he's on IR now. So their new linebacker, and y'all pay attention to this number because you're going to see him in trouble the whole damn game. Number 10, Josh Woods. I don't know anything about this dude. Okay, Well, I know about his playing career. He might be amazing. I'm telling you right now, going through film, he's not good. Number 10, Josh Woods, undrafted free agent out of Maryland in 2019. Started one game his whole career before this year. Got put into the starting lineup because of injuries. He gets a lot of tackles, but man, that dude is in a blender. I watched the game against Pittsburgh. That dude was confused all the time. Now you got Kyle Shanahan? Number 10. Guys, I'm telling you, that's that's the one. Who do you exploit? Kyle Shanahan's going to put that dude in the Bermuda Triangle. Freaking George Kittle, CMC, and Debo. This guy's not going to know what hit him. Ah. Whew. I'm excited, man. I am so excited. Like, I want to see that. I really, really do. And so, it, you know, it, when we're on this side of the ball, it's just difficult to find good players. B.J. Ojolari's decent rookie guy, edge rusher, cool. They just don't have much. Their D-line's bad. Their linebackers are bad. Their corners are bad. They got good safeties. That's hard. That's hard to establish. They don't have the personnel to execute. This is why they're dead last and everything. And if you talk about this game, and and I agree that it's going to be a nasty game. This is their Super Bowl. They got everything in the world to get up for. They're rested. They're healthy. I get it. But personnel-wise, the uh, the 49ers offense against the Cardinals defense is not fair. It's not fair. That's my least favorite phrase, like probably in the English language, not fair. But I'm telling you right now, this ain't it. If this game is going to be competitive and close, it's got to be the Cardinals offense living up to and overcoming the Cardinals defensive whatever. Now, maybe you get a turnover if you're the Cardinals. you know, deflected pass, fumble, something like that. They haven't done it all year, but they're going to have to here. They're going to have to here. Oh, man, this is just not fair. Like Kyle Shanahan is like laughing and they, they do a multiple everything, right? Their scheme, they do a three, four, but Jonathan Gannon's one of those people that just thinks he's smarter than everybody and he's going to reinvent the will and all those things. And so they do this amoeba defense where everybody's moving pre-snap, and so they try to make it like where nobody knows what's going on. But the problem is this isn't freaking uh, Kenny Pickett. This isn't Desmond Ritter. This isn't who is the other Falcons quarterback that they had started. Heineke. This is Brock freaking Purdy. And you need to put some damn respect on this kid's name because he's one of the most aware, diagnosing quarterbacks in the NFL. So, yeah, you want to mix all this stuff up and diagnose, that's cool. But if you're not sound, you're going to get in trouble. (laughs) CMC and Debo will take advantage of that. And so part of this matchup is just Jonathan Gannon being too big for his britches. Maybe if you had some all-pro talent, you can cover up some of the unsoundness on defense because they are unsound. Brock Purdy, it's up here. You know, this is what makes him special. The footwork and the headwork. That's Brock Purdy. Not size, not arm strength, none of those things. Nope. He can diagnose coverages better than almost anybody in the NFL, and his feet are constantly impeccable that's where the accuracy comes from right and so that's why i think this is huge joe what's up brother he says um please blitz us purdy will kill it they blitz brock purdy five times in week four brock purdy went five for five <laughs> like go ahead go ahead like we can run the ball against you the whole game the whole game and if you do load the box and force Brock to throw it, cool. Brandon Ayuk had 146 yards against you in week four. can do that at any point. George Kittle has his counterpoint and Brand, uh, Buda Baker. That's must-see TV. Ah, whew. Whew. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, this is not a fair matchup. It's not fair. It's not fair. And if you want to see some of the tape and all those things, we load everything up. And the number one way to kind of support this show and this channel, if you want us to keep doing what we're doing, right here. I am so excited to announce our new platform launched, the49ersrush.com. We've been active on Patreon for years, and we're still going to keep that community going. But the49ersrush.com has everything Patreon offers and a bunch more. You want to watch player breakdowns? Guess what? You click that. It's filtered based on players. You want to see Javon Hargrave, what he brings, some CMC tape broken down, IU, Jair Brown. We've got hundreds and hundreds of tapes. On. Now, you want Football 101? You want to learn scheme? Guess what? We've got every single offensive, defensive, special team snap. Head over to the49ersrush.com, sign up, join the community, and plus we got a seven-day free trial. So. And, you know, on top of that, I finished the special teams film, which I've been just put up. We have 31 49ers versus Seahawks breakdowns. 31. Uh, just that team matchup alone, which I'm excited about just over there. So go check it out. Let me know what you think. If you don't like it, cancel any That's there. Support the show. Um, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Now let's let's jump to the other side. Let's talk about what this offense, the Cardinals offense does, what they do well, all those different things, whatever else. But – it's, it's not good, but they're, they're, you really have to look at their offense two ways, right? Before Kyler and after Kyler, because Kyler's been there for four weeks now. Still not great, but better, more effective. They got two of their wins. They only had one win without him, right? So 26 in points, 25th in yards is out of 32. 10th in turnovers, 10th in interceptions, so that's good for them. 23rd first downs, 30th passing yards, 27th passing touchdowns, 18th rush attempts, 9th rushing yards. Ninth rushing touchdowns. Third, this is what they hang their hat on, ladies and gentlemen. Third and yards per rush, 4.7. They get a lot of yards. Mobile quarterbacks, Josh Dobbs. Now Kyler Murray, strong running game. 32nd, fourth downs. Yikes. So they can't run the ball, effectively. They did not against us in week four. So can they, you know, establish all that, whatever else? We'll see. But James Cotter's pretty damn good. He's put together a pretty damn good year. We we look at just what he's been able to accomplish. He's played in nine games. He hasn't even played all the games. He's got 631 yards rushing and four touchdowns. That's really damn good. That's really good. Like on pace to be a thousand yard rusher for sure. We'll see how this week goes. Now They just added Michael Carter, who's been there for two weeks. He's played fairly well in some mop-up duty. But they've got a lot of guys. Amari DiMicardo, he's back healthy. He's played well. He's averaging, once again, four yards per carry. They've got running backs. They do. And they're good. And with Kyler Murray, you've got to kind of stick home, and you've got to be able to play your way, which I think is huge. Colin, thank you so much for the super chat, my friend. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, Now, McBride, their rookie. When we played him in week four, Ertz was getting all the work. They've gone with the youth movement, and McBride's awesome. He's a damn good player. The 49ers have struggled against tight ends. That's huge. Marquise Brown, still hella fast. (laughs) He's quick. Rondell Moore, quick. Best offensive lineman they have is Will Hernandez, which isn't that great. Outside of that, all four of their offensive linemen aren't good. DJ Humphreys. Bad. We, we talked about them earlier. They do a lot. They like to do two tight end sets, but since Ertz left, it's kind of changed a little bit. And so a lot of eleven personnel with their three wide receivers just depends on who they have is is healthy. You know what I mean? So uh, we'll, we'll see. Right here, Colin says, you know, do you think the NFL's scared of Purdy being so, making their belief in the draft is wrong? I, I mean, if if Tom Brady didn't do that. Purdy maybe might be, you know, strike two on that one because he's so damn good. And the Niners got lucky. You know, everybody gives the Patriots and Bill Belichick credit for getting Tom Brady, and rightfully so. Tom Brady went where he was supposed to go as far as what everybody else thought. So, yeah, the Patriots liked Tom Brady. They still didn't take him till pick 199. They passed over him several rounds. Same thing with the 49ers and Brock Purdy. Yeah, we liked him. He wasn't even our first seventh round pick. And so, you know, I like teams that swing, take chances. I really, especially at the quarterback position. And, you know, with what's happening, you know, jumping forward, Colin, I'll say this I want to draft a quarterback next year. I do. Not early, probably not even top three rounds, but I wouldn't be mad if they spent a third round pick, one of those third round comp picks on a quarterback. Wouldn't be mad at all. You swing all the freaking time. For a quarterback. Because right now we're paying Sam Darnold. That's a one-year deal. Sam Darnold's gone. Maybe Brandon Allen, you keep him, but you draft another quarterback and you keep drafting quarterbacks. I don't care. Just back-end picks. Third-round comp pick would be the earliest, but yeah, you keep swinging. You just keep swinging. I, I I believe in that. Um. Oh, man, we got Jim Everett, the great in here. Oh, man, dude, some terrible takes from Ram fans, but that's okay. They can't even match their own jerseys. Or know what city they belong to. I get it. That's tough. Appreciate you, Jim. Uh, Stick around. We we, we like you. And, hey, we've been rooting for you. You did us a solid, so we appreciate that. Now, you know, whenever you look at kind of the tendencies of Kyler Murray, he loves the middle of the field, man. That dude just throws the ball over the middle of the field. He's had 150 pass attempts since he's been back. And since he's been back, 71 of those have been between the numbers. The dude just attacks the middle of the field. Now, listen to, and I love this, man, Steve Wilkes. whenever he does a press conference, just listen. He's the best there is. This was his opening 20-second monologue to kind of get started with the presser, and this kind of sums up the Cardinals' offense and what they try to do collectively.
3: Uh, Rondell, Hollywood, can take the top off at any time. They're doing a little bit more with Rondell, putting him in the backfield. Uh, he's running the football well. Uh, So, uh, and the offensive line is doing a great job protecting. So, I've told the guys all week, you know, we're going to have to go earn this one. It's going to be definitely a a tough game, and I know we're going to be up for the uh, challenge. So, with that, I'll take your questions.
2: I freaking love it, man. And, you know, the question was asked for Kyler Murray. Again, he throws the ball over the middle of the field all the time. Well, who are defenders in the middle of the field? It's not usually Drake Greenlaw. Sometimes he does a hook to curl drop whenever Fred and him split five and seven out outside of their you know linebacker stance where they start. But usually Fred's in the middle of the field, vertical, right? Especially when we're doing Tampa two, uh, all those different drops. Fred Warner takes the middle of the field. Drake Greenlaw goes to the flat side, usually wherever the backer flares out to. Um, and Jair Brown, those are your two guys in the middle. That's the highlighted matchup. Kyler throwing over the middle against Fred Warner and Jair Brown. That's what you got to see. Now, the question was to Steve Wilks, like, how do you stop Kyler Murray?
3: It's a, it's a combination of, uh, of a lot of things. Uh, number one, we got to be sound uh, in our defensive responsibilities for his own read, you know, uh, not allowing him to be able to get outside the uh, the pocket because uh, he's he's definitely going to pull it. Uh, and then also his ability to be able to scramble and uh, go make a big play. Uh, I think it's a little different than Jalen, uh, than what we faced uh, a couple of weeks ago, but it's still the same premise that we got to make sure that we contain him. Uh, and once again, I think he's doing an excellent job going through his progression, trying to stay in the pocket, going through his different reads and putting the ball where it needs to go.
2: Yeah, and so here's the thing with how you stop quarterbacks like jalen hurts or kyler murray because they're similar but they're totally different the offense is similar but they're really different you have to stop your every single play especially in the linebackers uh, you know the back seven right outside the front four does too but whatever back seven this is huge you have a run read and then you have a pass read You have a run responsibility and you have a pass responsibility. So at the snap of the ball, this is the whole RPO zone read. It looks the same to the the back seven, linebackers and secondary. Okay? Snap the ball. Boom. You turn. Kyler keeps his eyes downfield. This is the RPO. You're reading one to two players, and you read different players at different times based on what you want to take advantage of. Usually it's an outside linebacker or safety or a nickelback. And so everybody gets a run read. You have to plug your run read right off the bat. That's not a hesitation thing. Everybody plugs their run responsibility. Then you see the pool, and now you have to get to your pass responsibility. This was a major problem for the rookie, Jair Brown, versus the Eagles. In fact, he was absolutely horrible at it. Here's what I mean by that. He had four blown coverages, which all could have went to touchdowns. None of them resulted in touchdowns. In fact, nobody even targeted one of his players because Jalen Hurts was so bad that game. He was so occupied with what was happening around him. He never looked downfield. Kyler, a little bit different. Kyler does not have the same tendencies as Jalen Hurts in the fact that he drops his eyes all the time. That's not what he does. And Kyler will buy time with his legs much more so than Jalen Hurts will. So yeah, they're mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, they run RPOs. Yeah, they run zone reads. Not the same. It's not the same. So this is one of the things that is key for me is Jair Brown. If you could say, hey, name one or two defenders that have a good game, Jair Brown's number one on my list. Coming off probably his best game as a pro. It's only been two and a half games that he started. This game, I'm worried. I think he could answer the call, but... Don't allow the run reads, you know, the play action, the play pass, the RPOs to make you miss your pass responsibilities. Don't don't let them dump it over top. That's where I'm just like, whew, got to be careful there. Got to be careful there. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But Jair Brown, key matchup. Fred Warner's going to be Fred. He's always Fred. And when Kyler does run, I want to see freaking Drake Greenlaw out there. You got to punish that dude. Don't try to hurt him, but you know, whenever We played the Eagles. It was hilarious because Jalen Hurts never ran the ball. Didn't he he never pulled it, never ran the ball at all until Dre Greenlaw got kicked out. Next two plays were quarterback keeps. Next two plays. Teams are terrified of what Dre Greenlaw will do to their quarterback. Ugh. Whew. Uh whew. yeah, that excites me. That excites me. Ed says our Dean linemen. Uh, Need to stay in the run gaps and the D ends need to contain outside. I agree. If we could just do that. Now the 49ers will do a gap exchange a lot of times. Um, So what happens is, okay, let me try to explain this verbally, right? I'm the quarterback and I have a running back to my right side. He crosses my face, right? So a lot of times we will, they'll read the defensive end. Let's just say it's Nick Bosa. It could be anybody, whatever we'll have our defensive end crash with the zone run, with the run fake, down to the A-gap. So we crash Nick Bosa. But when we do that, we have a gap exchange automatic call where Fred Warner scrapes over the top. It's just a a gap replace, gap exchange. So by alignment, Nick Bosa's outside contained in the run. He's got to push everything inside. But once he crosses the quarterback's face, now he's got to crash down and then he's got to bubble out. And so that's huge. So you got to stay in your run gap or exchange and go get that done. I got a big business call right now. Sorry about that. Uh, call back. Sorry about that, guys. Um, anyway, now, and so if we can do that, we're going to be fine. And I'm excited about that. Now, let's get real quick to some of our bets of the week which I'm excited about. There's not a lot of bets out there with great pay and odds. I don't like that, but I still think there's a lot of money to be made this week. You know sports and you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at my bookie? My bookie has the biggest online selection of odds, contests for all your sporting and betting needs anytime anywhere. You bet on NFL, NCA, or this is pretty fun. I love this. You can bet for the fences, um, buy on the all-new money bag. So what happens is you go – it's a one-of-a-kind type of opportunity. You just place your bet, spin the wheel, and you get ready to score epic odds on teams, athletes, events, all those things. It just increases those. So it's like a bonus spin to give you even better payouts and better odds, better chances to win. All you gotta do is sign up for free today. Use promo code 49ERS or scan the QR code next to me, and you can claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code 49ERS to claim your deposit bonus. It's not just a sports book, it's a community. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Now, uh, thankfully, we hit on the Raiders uh, game, the Thursday night game. I do have a three-team teaser. And probably this week, you know, we post all of our bets on the49ersrush.com and on our Patreon channel, and I'll be doing the same this week. Might be a little less 49ers bets and a little bit more teasers parlays this week because there's just some matchups that I think are very profitable. Um, Three-team, 10-point teaser probably one of my favorites that we've had Falcons plus seven against the Panthers chiefs plus one and a half against the Patriots and 49ers minus two um, with that 10 point adjustment. Those three things have to happen to get paid. I'm excited about that one. Um, and man, I'm, I'm sticking with Debo, anything Debo passing yards I'm taking right now. They're still not adjusted for how great he's playing. And a lot of those green jet sweeps and all those things, they're pass yards, even though they're running plays. So I, I think that's something that Kyler or sorry, Kyle's going to continue to do to inflate all those stats. Um, so it's just some things to look out for it. Again, you can bet with us over there and uh, we're killing it, man. We, we've had a really, really good year so far. Uh, the three game losing stretch that hurt us, but man, so many positive weeks excited about that. And I love making people money. Uh, that's the cool thing. I bet everything that I post on there, I usually bet a lot more than I post on there, but um, Yeah, bets as low as five dollars. Come check it out. Now, one of the things that I do want to talk about, just as we get into this predictions uh, part of this, and if you want to drop your score in the chat, please do so. I do think the Niners win this game. I'm not so sure we cover. It's a 12 point spread currently. Um, It's kind of dropping back down. It got as high as 13 and a half. Now it's back down to 12. I think it could probably go to 11 and a half the injuries, division game, on the road, off a of bye week, late in the season, there's just so much that's just like this just screams it could get ugly and i think it will. but i do think the niners are by far the better team and they're going to have to overcome some adversity in this game to win. i have the 49ers winning 31 to 20. now for week 4, my prediction was 34 to 13, we won 35-16. so i was pretty close in my first prediction. 31 to 20 just seems to make sense to me. And I think that the Cardinals offense will have some success. You just can't let those turn into touchdowns. They're great. Kyler Murray's great in the red zone because he turns into a running threat and he's got a lot of rushing touchdowns already in only four games. Don't let him get in the red zone. Let them get in. You know, if they cross midfield, that's one thing, but that's where you tighten up around the 40. Don't tighten up in the red zone. You got to tighten up before that. You want to hold them to long field goal opportunities. You do that, this game's going to win. There's going to be ugly points. This is their Super Bowl. This is everything that they want. They've had 14 days to prepare for this. 14. They win this. Kyler gets to keep his job. They've got things to build for in the future. It's huge. I'm excited about this, man. Um, So pumped. And I, I do think that the 49ers are going to win. Keep that number one seed. And then you've got the number one seed versus the number one seed next week on Christmas. Oh, going to be so fun. But if you're coming out, guys, if you're coming out to this Arizona game, come hang out with us. We appreciate y'all. And that's going to do it. We'll be live from the stadium at State Farm right after the game. Hopefully you join us right here on YouTube and wherever you listen or whatever. Thank you, guys. You are the best. And until next time, time to go pack for this trip.